Hi guys, bom dia. Bom dia. So good to be here again, sharing a little bit of our life, lifestyle, jiu-jitsu, foundation training, my travel to Brazil. Um, how are you feeling, Rafael? Good? Good, man. Yes. Good to be here back again. Very good. Rafael yeah. being fully engaged in the gym. We are uh, already reached our 2019 goals, have already passed our final goal we already reached this year, right? Yeah, already man. building. No more. Yes, we couldn't be happier. And uh, I think all of that coming out of the popularity of Jiu-Jitsu, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu become more and more popular with the UFC. Everybody watched a big fight this weekend, Khabib and Poirier. Uh, 100% jiu-jitsu there. Uh, when I watch a fight like that, it reminds me of UFC 1 <laughs> when nobody knew jiu-jitsu, you know, and, uh, and that's how good Khabib is on the grappling aspect on the floor, that he make his op opponent feels like he yeah, knows zero no grappling chance. at all, you know, it's such a pressure. Uh, I went to Brazil with my family for the first time. I brought my wife and my kids to Brazil after Nearly 90 years we live here in the U.S. I had the chance to finally bring them there and, uh, and they are stoked to be there and meet my family and see the culture, the warming heart <laughs> of Brazilian people. It's always overwhelming, even for me that I'm from there. It's, uh, it's really nice to get there and, uh, and be so proud of my people, our people, you know, like mm. to you get anybody there and make them feel like family straight away. And uh, it was really good. I saw a lot of my jiu-jitsu friends. I, I saw the, my friend who actually brought me to jiu-jitsu, Samuel. That's one of the teachers in Abu Dhabi. He teaches jiu-jitsu in Abu Dhabi for 10 years now, 12 years. And um, it was a great meeting with him. And we talked about jiu-jitsu. We shared techniques. We shared life experiences. And uh, it was a great, great time. I can't wait to go back there next year again and uh, make this uh, routine. You, you said know? that you didn't train this time there, right? I didn't have time to train yeah. because uh, it was the first time that I brought my family and they were my f main focus to busy. show them around Brazil. Yeah. And uh, two weeks goes very fast. And no, uh, I didn't have the time to go and uh, spend some time, some time in the mats. But I saw my friends there, and uh, it was really, really good. Did you have? A, did you invite a guest today? No, this no? guest is always there. Oh man, look at this guy, Mr. Kato. Another thing that's really cool that happened, uh, unexpected. Uh, I be invited to go to the foundation training workshop in Austin, in um, in the Onit headquarters gym. And uh, it was overwhelming to see the magnitude of the academy. They have like two, three retail places with How different modalities, MMA, Jiu-Jitsu, CrossFit. How big is the mat there? I didn't ask you that. Oh, the mat is maybe 3,000 square feet mat area inside mm -hmm. a 10,000 square feet building and with cages and... And for people that don't know what, what foundation training is. Foundation training is the ability of hinge your hip and move properly when you reach for something. Very efficient for uh, back pain and sciatic relief. Uh, I had that situation with me five years ago when the, I had a severe back injury, herniation disc, and uh, really put me miserable for two years. And I tried everything possibly I could 
all kinds of therapies and everything. We live in Houston. You can find all yeah. kinds of solutions here. So I, I have tried everything until they scheduled me for a back surgery, and um, I just couldn't take it. When when my only options are back surgery, I say no. I must have something else. And fortunately, a friend of mine introduced me to foundation training. And believe it or not, 10 days after I started foundation training, I was <laughs> totally out of pain. Whoa, Mr. Gato is Mr. messing Gato's up today. What <laughs> Gato? Oh, man. No problem. And this guest is oh, fascia, fascia Preta. It's black belt. And um, yeah, so I've been studying foundation training for five years now. I'm a certified instructor. And uh, this weekend I went to Austin to help, help my good friend Jesse Salas. He's a program director for foundation training and one of the master instructors. Um, we spent two days in the ONIT gym in Austin sharing foundation training with many athletes. It was a seminar for what, one or two days? And uh, the first day was just for interns that works in the gym and close friends of the owners. Oh, that's interesting. So they invested for, yes, for the... Yes, unbelievable. Ah. The mindset is just unbelievable. You know, like they actually reinforced that many times, like how much they're open to, to new modalities and new ideas. And, you know, they're really open to everything. And of course, when they tried foundation training, they, were, they really yeah. liked it because they felt the results of it and how, how important it is you, you have a proper movement that don't cause uh, any body issues, yeah. you know, any injuries. And, uh, and they're, they're like super happy for us to be there. I could feel like how much they appreciate the foundation training no, one study. Of, one of the things that, that actually helped me in the foundation training part that complements jujitsu, and you can attest to this, is that jujitsu training unsafely. The three major ones is the three ma major injuries in jiu-jitsu is the shoulders, the lower back, and the neck. Yeah. And because the 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 neck and the and the lower back is because the folding of jiu-jitsu and mm -hmm. the pressure and everything like that. If you saw the fight, you can attest to that, of course. And then and then the shoulders because of the I bet the locks and, mm -hmm. and all that stuff. And then training on safely and not supplementing something like training with. Uh, kettlebells or anything fitness-wise in the gym or not supplementing with foundation training that mm -hmm. helps you posture well, uh, help strengthen your lower back and your neck. That's a situation that mm -hmm. can help. That foundation training is super key. Yeah. And that brings you jiu-jitsu. That's yeah, why they were Foundation training is super efficient for lower back, sciatic, mm -hmm. back, and, uh, and neck. It's one of the most efficient things that you can find out there that you're gonna learn and you're gonna really be able to to move better, you know, and mm -hmm. get out of these wrong patterns of movement that cause a lot of issues on the on the on the spine. Yeah, and uh, no, it's great, man. I do it every day. It's helping yeah, me, me too, man. Even every day. Yeah, something that you can apply in your life on everything you do yeah, on daily. Very simple things you can do. You're gonna apply foundation training there. You know, as much as jujitsu that you use the mental part and mm -hmm. you know in every aspect of your life the calmness and the the friendship, the camaraderie, and everything you learn in the mats, you end up extending it out of the mats too. And uh, foundation training is one of those things too, you know, it's a lifestyle that you're gonna carry to you as long as you go. I was uh, actually, I went to have lunch with one of the students, he invited us for lunch because he wanna talk about business and surf and foundation training. It's uh, actually guys from Houston that went to Austin to have this, uh, to, to have participate on the, the workshop there. 
and uh, and then we are having lunch, and I told him like, hey, so how you do foundation training when you're when you're when you're eating? And he looked at me confused, <laughs> like, how do you, you do foundation training when you're eating? Say like, yeah, how do you do it? And he like, I don't think it's possible. I say, no, it is. Look at Jesse sitting next to you, and look to Jesse. Jesse is like <laughs> straightforward, fits in, in a good yeah. posture. Even like we are all tired after a long day, you know, Jesse had that steady posture yeah. that he always have. He always and I say, look, Jesse is doing foundation training right now. He's super steady there, holding his upper body, you know, with. Mm. with everything you learn from foundation training oh okay and that's possible I say, and that's what you have to start to apply on your daily routine Indeed, everything to get the best of it you know so it was a great experience uh, thanks Jesse and uh, Eric for the opportunity for for me to go there and spend two days helping out I can't wait for the next time to be involved with uh, the foundation crew again <laughs> it's always a pleasure because the results is imme immediately people feel the need of it and um, it's just out there, you know, foundation training is just the tip top of the iceberg, mm -hmm. you know, it's no no doubt how much people is in need of it today. And uh, I'm excited to see the future endeavors of foundation training. It's you know, it's gonna be good, man. I, I, wanna, I wanna watch it grow. Yeah. yeah. And then um, uh, a transition to actually the topic of, of, of the whole podcast is, uh, Sharing a little story, a little bit, um, story of one of the one of the students that signed up pretty recently, like super, like three or four months, I think maybe. Yeah, four months. Um, and and we want to dedicate this, this podcast to him. He just uh, passed away like a few weeks ago when we got back from California, um, and he had a situation. Of course, everything personal. We're not gonna say any names. Um, he had a situation personally that happened and he was dealing with depression, anxiety, and and all the things that in his mind has a, a mental illness, of course. We don't know anything officially, that's what the parents told me and not informed Jackson after that. I don't know the whole details, but we're gonna talk about the uh, mental situation uh, issues that happened to us in our personal life and in some research that I did and something that I'm super intrigued and super curious to understand, not only for myself and for my family, but to help people that have that situation and hopefully I can contribute in that part. Um, not to tell the story the story too much or get into many details, but having that, that situation with him, he, he um, combined uh, medicines and everything like that and he sadly passed away. So in the situations that you feel, we, we didn't have the chance to connect with him a little bit earlier. He just had a few months in Jiu Jitsu. He, uh, he was totally 100% fine when we saw him smiling all the time. He was, for in our eyes, normal behavior. We didn't see anything to, to mm -hmm. worry about. He was a little bit timid, but nothing out of the, 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 normal, uh, the normal spectrum, right? Um, and then um, discovering that after we came from, Calif uh, from California, he came into the first class when we came, uh, the second class after we came, and then that weekend, uh, he, he passed, passed away. So I mean, um, talk about this topic here. If you have any anything on that regard, if you feel that that you need any help or anything like that, please come to uh, come to us. If if you're near, uh, if you're one of our students or even close friends to us, you can always have a shoulder and ears to listen to and and everything. And, and I read one of the instructors, uh, I think uh, Alex from California, that that he was saying like, uh, I prefer hearing. 
your complaints about life and everything instead of not, uh, nothing no at all, at like all, no yeah. hitting at all. Yeah. So anything that you have to say, anything that Actually, you have Actually, this to week is the uh, week of uh, suicide awareness. Really? Yes, yeah. this week is the suicide awareness week of, uh, there's many campaigns for people to be more available to help other people with anxiety and depression and suicidal tendencies. And um, I know that Jiu-Jitsu would have, ha would have helped these students. Well, and he was helping ours. him for, for one and of the parents uh, told, told us that. Yeah, even the parents, they, they come to the gym to talk with us and hear about our experience close to, the, to their son. Yeah. And, um, and they said that they were really excited because finally this kid was leaving the house to go to jiu-jitsu. You know, they're super excited. He finally found something that he could leave the house and go socialize with people. And uh, we, ne I never saw that. You know, it was, um, it was a little shocking for me because I would do anything I could to help this kid like uh, I do yeah. often in the gym with people that they need a little bit yeah. more than that class. They need a little bit more of that time you spend there in the mats you know i'm always uh try to be as much available as i can for to help them and i know that i would have done that with vlad but uh, i could not see it you know i didn't feel anything it was just i thought he was just a little shy he was behaving normal in the class and uh very talented actually he was like following the, the the program pretty consistently he was often in the class for the four months he was very often like two three times a week at least in the gym and uh, and then we found out that he was very antisocial he never leaves the house was um, dedicating a lot of hours to social media and all these online portals that we have there and I feel sad because he could be there if I had the chance maybe for just one day I had recognize he needs a little time you know, a little bit more hope and motivation for him to carry on on jiu-jitsu and give it a try a little more and give a little bit more time you know but it was not possible so what we learned from this i really appreciate rafael being already like researching about the the topic and uh we want to learn more about this and see like which tools can we use to try to recognize these cases a little more, you know? Yeah. I personally have cases like this in my family that I've been dealing with for a long time and uh, you don't see it. You think like when people say like that they have depression and anxiety, it's, it's an invisible enemy. You look to the person, it's just a yeah. cool person, but you know, everybody have the demons. We all have things that we're never gonna share with anyone. You know, most of us never your full feelings you know and open your hearts fully because of many reasons you know and uh, I'm looking forward to get better on that and be able to recognize uh, more this kind of situation so I can deliver a little bit more than jiu-jitsu and try to help in a different way you know it's, it was shocking for us to lose a student and a friend like this that was already going the, according to the family, he was already going the right way, you know, like he found jiu-jitsu, he broke in to do his first class, he loved it, he signed up. So the hard part he had already done, but unfortunately it was not enough time for him to, to carry on his yeah. journey, you know, and uh, 
I have helped people before with anxiety and depression. One of them, I can't even tell his name, is Lyo. When I met Lyo, he was taking like several medications daily and he could not really function like a normal person anywhere. And slowly through jujitsu, he broke that through. And I remember when he come to me and say like, hey, you know, I don't take any medication anymore. And now I'm able to, to control my feelings and have control of my, of my, of my thoughts mm. a little better. And you to know, manage and, uh, them a little bit more. And I see like one of the things is like the jujitsu closeness, you know, that put in the situation that you have to come down and, and wait for the time to escape or attack. And, you know, jujitsu, I think, is a great tool for you to fight this invisible enemy. Yeah. And uh, I think the more, the more time goes, the more this case is going to be frequent, you know, like now you see like kids and now more than ever kids and young, young teenagers also dealing with this kind of disease. You know, it's, uh, it's a thing that affecting everybody. I was going to, uh, I was going to tell you something, something that, uh, that uh, when I was researching, there was a stats that said that the depression experience and anxiety experience there is becoming younger from the I believe he said um, from the 50s um, is becoming younger and younger for for people to go and experience this right so for example uh, since the, uh, from the 50s to 70s there's a bunch of 20 to 30 years old that got the experience first and now the first experience is 13 to mm. 15 mm -hmm. so it's becoming younger and younger because uh it didn't say the reason but it's just having that that study that the, ex the first experience of depression and anxiety is, beco is becoming that age and we have to understand how can we help the uh our future kids in in that in that case and and if you don't understand what depression totally means and we say sometimes that we are depressed we're not um, depressed. We just sat in that moment. We just feeling something in that moment. But it's not depressed. Depression. What I understood from from the research that I got from one psychologist, she was explaining that depression is more like a heavy blanket that just uh, makes you feel that you can't move any part of your body, and 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 makes you sink down so bad that you just can't move anymore. Um, it's like an, uh, some anesthesia just drop down your body you can't move at all um, and how to get out and I was explaining to Jackson that I was researching as well in parts of uh, how the mind works for us right and it's pretty interesting that that for example comparing that the our visitor here the cat uh, came in and, and how his mind works versus ours as a human being he works on he can get or she can get into survival mode in a few seconds and get out of it in a few seconds and forget about it for example the cat comes in and you start to play with a cat and the claws comes out he's like oh let's play a little bit like now let's mm -hmm. let's fight uh, air court here so because they think that it's uh, it's a moment of play but it's a moment of survival for uh, uh, for them as well um, and and after that they just come down in a few seconds and forget about it mm -hmm. for us we suffer as uh, a trauma in that survival moment, it can be a car like almost changing lanes so close that you get a little bit stressed. Right. 
and then the thing that the animals don't have is our imagination our front side of the uh, of our brain the prefrontal, uh, prefrontal cortex is our virtual reality that's 24 7 turns no no turns us into the the um, trauma that the cat had because of me while they were playing not the trauma but just the playful part mm-hmm. in, in changing their behavior like super quick they forget about it after we don't mm-hmm. if we get a, a, a trauma or a stress increase for a little bit we're gonna start thinking oh what if that car uh, had hit me or what if is uh, I'll just break down a little bit and then change lanes and be a little safer or what if and we start thinking futuristic mm-hmm. stuff and maybe not only for the future, but we can go to the past too. What, some things that happened before, traumas that that you experience now, because as a reminder, something like that. So we live in that past and future, uh, future state all the time. And that's what brings anxiety. You can bring anxiety from thinking about projects in the future or work in the future, or things about the future, of course, and traumas in the past, what hurt in the past and what you want to bring back mm-hmm. again. So anxiety comes from that, stress comes from that, 24-7 virtual reality in our mind that we can't switch quick like normal animals do they just quick and forget we mm-hmm. don't forget yeah we keep reliving yeah, it yeah. again and again and and that's what we need to try to help each other and and help yourself on bringing yourself back to the present and understanding how to interpret some thoughts and and one of the things that that I was actually hearing t- uh, this morning that you want to listen to your thoughts. And, and if you can imagine, if you're listening right now, if you don't have much things to do in a car, for example, or anything, if you're sitting down or listening to this or watching this, imagine that you have like a little machine of bubbles that is just like uh, like the kicks bubbles that you put for uh, for your kids if you have kids mm-hmm. or if have you seen it. The machine's just constant bubbles in there, right? And those, every single bubble that you see is a thought. And then you started popping them and started saying a comment. And that comment sometimes is so overwhelming, so repetitive that you start stretching yourself out. For example, let's go in, into the, the the car situation again. Oh, uh, what happened if I break a little bit sooner? What happened if that car uh, turned a little bit sooner? What happened if I didn't see that car, but I didn't saw the front? And start, like you just breaking all breaking. those scenarios and popping those bubbles and start stretching yourself out about it. Mm-hmm. Now, the strategy that I was reading, and and this, and this is super hard, I'm just simplifying a little bit, but this is really hard to do, is instead of doing that and start getting all stressed, if you feel, if you feel that way, if you feel that you're popping the bubbles and you're getting a little bit anxious, try to bring yourself physically into your body again. For example, you can do breathing, you can do maybe, you're watching to a far away right now I'm watching like a, a blue bottle mm-hmm. just saying that already brings me to the present mm-hmm. so using your senses um, uh, Jackson uh, and I personally try and do like ice bath every morning I do it every morning so I can bring myself to the present don't think too much about anything mm-hmm. so I'm fresh during the whole day um, reset yeah just to reset your mind and mm-hmm. bring yourself back to uh, this is called being grounded mm-hmm. bring yourself grounded again and use your anchor um, so that way you feel not stressed out anymore it's just thoughts that are coming in so when you feel grounded again it's not to make it quiet mm-hmm. it's just to bring yourself back again that is nothing it's just thoughts that you're making yourself anxious so it's you it's just you 
making yourself that and that's way. That's how powerful the brain is, right? That's yeah. You can imagine that scenario, and if you keep pushing so towards much. that imagination, yeah. that's going to end up happening. And twenty four seven, all the time. It's uh, it's very interesting, you know. And, uh, and and sometimes most of us we know about this, and you know how this works, but it's just hard to have control on it's your really brain and on your thoughts. Really difficult. And um, it's happening to everybody. You know, we are very fortunate that we live this lifestyle close to jujitsu, close to a healthy living. You know, we are close to work we don't have to to drive crazy hours to go to work every day you know yeah. but We're and i think that that's part. why we have to dedicate our lives to support other people out there that don't have the same easygoing lifestyle that we we built you know and uh i really want to give this option to my kids for them to choose you know like they can be whatever they want but they're gonna have jujitsu in case yeah. they they want to push forward yeah having these tools foundation training ice yeah, bath everything exactly you know all these all these tools that's out there you know you gotta find what's better work for you but you cannot just don't try it you know yeah. it's and uh, and be available you know to help other people it was really good uh, it was really nice I thought uh, a Khabib interview after his fight he's saying that he wanna he wanna help people in Africa and everything what he wanna do from now on yeah. is is, is, is shady, you know, is like help other people with everything and mention like a big organization like the UFC, like why you guys don't, why you guys are not helping? Yeah. You know, why everybody that have a lot of money is not helping other people? What's wrong with that? Why? You know, like very questioning that topic. Why we are so greedy and we are not willing to help other people, you know? Yeah. Like we live this reality here in the US that's, it's amazing, you know, everybody would like to be here and have these opportunities. And sometimes we forget how much people don't have the basics, you know, like how much people don't have like a glass of water to drink right now. And, uh, and maybe imagine like everybody have the difference. One guy no, don't have a glass of water to drink and he's unhappy with that. And then another guy, he have everything he want, but he's also not happy with that. Yeah. Maybe you know? all alone, maybe. So no that's the yeah. power of the brain, you know, doesn't matter how much you have or who you are or, or how big and strong you are, if you don't have control on your, on your thoughts and on your brain and you cannot attract good vibes and good energies around you, you know, it's, it's just difficult. We, yesterday we went to, Barton Springs in Austin and uh, we bought the chicken the machine and uh, and I didn't know that you have to pass through another window before you give the ticket to somebody so we went straight to that that guy that was there collecting the tickets and he was like kind of serious and said like hey here's the chicken you guys have to go back to the end of the line go back there don't you guys see there's a line there and said oh no I'm sorry I didn't see it and then my friend that was with me was kind of like I said like, hey, let's just go to the end of the line, man, come. Mm -hmm. And he was there trying to clear out mm -hmm. that situation, you know, like mm -hmm. start to go, hey, hey, come here, come here. Let's mm -hmm. go here to the end of the line. The line like took like two, three minutes. And then we gone there and I said, hey, thank you, man, I appreciate it. And uh, we just passed by and, uh, and then my friend like, oh, that guy was rude or something rude and i say like oh man just don't Forget worry about it, it. Man, just yeah. don't worry about it you know it's everybody like imagine the guys also working there the whole day 
you know it's hot sunny his face. you know it's sunny who knows what's happening with that guy so many people you know like yeah why Go i'm gonna way. create argument if i'm there to enjoy my time in that place why don't i bring something good to that guy yeah. you know even though that he didn't he he was not welcome for any good out of me yeah but like come on let's just do it just or why just let push it or why let that situation break your whole day just yeah, because like of that part, your whole you know? minute let's say like yeah. your whole minute that minute you're or gonna spend getting in the place why are you gonna turn that minute in something negative yeah. you know so. uh i have uh i have one question if anybody watching this you know i'm usually a very positive person uh but of course i have my negative moments too that yeah, i like everyone. kind of don't believe on things and you know sometimes it's hard to do something and uh, how how much can you be positive? You know, is that bad to be too positive? Too positive. Is course. it negative to be too positive? Yeah, of course. You know, yeah. like we talked about this the other day. I I, I brought that up I for you, so. and um, I said like, oh, I talked with this friend of mine. And he said like, oh, life is never never bad. It's like mm -hmm. always always. You know, always is that good? Yeah, always. <laughs> and you told me that like, you know, like. If everything's good, is is amazing, you have no room to grow. Yeah. You know, you can't grow out of that anymore. So you are like now 30 years old and you reach your capacity of growth and everything yeah. is so good. That's, you know, so you have to know how to balance that and how to deliver that to people around you. It's different. And how to drive them towards that way too. You know, use what you have. If you have this positive way to use that more, to bring people that direction to, you yeah. know? No, it's, it's, it's difficult. And more I think, I think I comment this to, to one of the, um, one of the moms in the, in the class that uh, I was talking about emotional intelligence with her and everything. And, and I was, uh, and right now this is my, uh, my journey. Right now I have a, of course I have my girlfriend and, and, and the academy and everything. Um, the and academy I can is his second girlfriend, by the way. <laughs> And then balancing all those things out, and then I started thinking like with kids now more in the future, and then we grandkids more in the future, and then mm -hmm. life as as it is 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 difficult to keep it joyful and to keep it balanced and to and but that's the game of, mm -hmm. of it, and that's the beauty of every day. Try to make it as as best as you can because if it would be that simple everybody will be joyful and happy yeah. and everything like that but but that's why life is so interesting and that's why life is so worth living yeah i think the good, moment, the good moments just exist because you had yeah in a the bad one before you know and you improve that's out the of only way that's yeah. the only way to experience you have you need a bad moment to experience the good and you need the good to experience the bad um and and to and to finish one of the thoughts on 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 the part of, my, of being a little bit more mindful and, and people are a little bit scared about what meditation and all that stuff is and, and, and I have a definition for you that make me uh, ha, uh, be a little bit more intrigued about it because meditation you think about a, a, a Buddha, no hair or anything like that, maybe like a, a monk or something mm -hmm. or a hippie just meditating like outside or, or in nature, right? Mm -hmm. But meditation is more about us right now you you just centering in sitting right right now for example 
and closing your eyes and breathing for a second and starting noticing whatever sense you have in your body, whatever. It can be cold, it can be hot, it can be an ache, it can be maybe a, 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 one hair of your arm moving, whatever is just in your sense right now and in, in, in seeing your thoughts passing by as well. If you see your thoughts passing by and you get anxious, anchor as well, anchor again to one of those senses in your body and then keeps watching the thoughts going by. That's meditation, that's it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just for a minute. And the same thing as the uh, ice bath or the cold shower. It just yeah. makes you center again and that makes you reset for the thoughts when they come in. It's just with a fresh mind and a fresh eye and a fresh perspective for you to see it and, and to not get so anxious. And jujitsu does the same. You can't think and do jujitsu at the same time. You will get choked. Yeah. <laughs> Most probably. Exactly. Freeze, right? <laughs> so you need get to get out of the loop when yeah. you're training. And and that's the thing that that helps uh, more is just bringing yourself back, centering, grounded. It's not sitting down for thirty minutes and <laughs> just be there and and quiet your mind. It's not quiet your mind. Is is listening to your mind and not getting anxious or stressed and everything just watching just watching and seeing what are you thinking right now and and what are you feeling and and every day there's something i'm doing myself i have a i have a journal and document my daily thoughts because in a bulk when you see back in a week you see the whole thoughts that you had and i do this already unconsciously like automatic without the journal uh, i've been doing it for a while if i see a thought that is being in my mind every day that means is is important that means that is something going on that i'm thinking that every day now the thoughts i was like one time that day that was probably that specific day that happened but if you see a thought going through different days in your week in your month in your year that means that you have to pay attention with it yeah. and for example it can be a situation at home um that maybe your kids are not helping too much at home or whatever and then you feeling a little bit like uh, that they need to help a little bit more. You're doing too much for them or something. Or maybe in your relationship, you're feeling this a little bit toxic maybe. Or uh, or in your jiu-jitsu school, you're getting hurt every day and, and you have a little ache that you're having. You have that thought every day. Mm -hmm. So you can write it down and see like, okay, having this every single day in the last week. Yeah. In the last month, in last year, mm -hmm. I need to do something about this. So that helps a little bit yeah, to, track your to thoughts document. When you have problem with it, right? Yeah. So uh, yeah, today we shared a little bit about my travel to Brazil. I talked about um, the foundation training workshop we did in Austin this weekend at uh, Onit Academy headquarters. And uh, we talked about a loss we had in the gym with uh, one of our students. We are dedicating this podcast to him. I hope he's in a peaceful place now. And uh, we talked about anxiety and depression, how much jiu-jitsu can benefit you on that aspect. And uh, yeah, we carry on life. Ooh, I'm excited how far is going to Europe soon. I'm going to spend two weeks <laughs> in Europe traveling around there and getting some new experiences. Jiu-jitsu, friends. I come back and share with you guys. I come back yes, and share. Yes, and uh, yeah, it's so yeah. good. And then uh, lastly, to, to, to end the, the whole episode, is, is something that we actually shared with the kids last week and, and that I saw a reminder in, in, in social media and Instagram from many people um, is like, 
if you see someone that doesn't have many acquaintances, don't many friends or anything like that, it can be a school, if you're uh, still a teenager and still a high school, whatever, or maybe college or maybe at work, mm-hmm. um, just talk to that person and, and make them feel welcome when they come into a new place. It can be in jiu-jitsu school. It can be whatever place that you're already comfortable, you already have a couple yeah. months, couple years, and that person is new. I, I did this when I was a kid, not knowing the benefits of it. And, and Jackson did this naturally in the school that in that it got contagious to me, that it, high energy to welcome everybody. Mm-hmm. I was doing this, the closest that I remember is sixth grade, a kid I just uh, got in and I was friend with him in the first day because I knew how it felt to be new. And that feeling right there and uh, making a friend the first day, making yourself welcome and, and being liked is the best feeling mm-hmm. in the world. So do the same for, th- for them you, because you know how it feels. Yeah. Everybody knows. Be available, guys. Yeah. Be available because there is somebody out there that need your shoulder for a couple of minutes. Just for a couple of minutes. You know? Yeah. yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank you. I see you guys, guys next time. See Thank you. you. Bye-bye.